Hi, this is Bob Panos, and welcome to Episode 7 of American Digital's IT Unfiltered Podcast. Today, we have myself and MJ. Uh, we're going to be talking about the 2023 SAP Sapphire Conference. So, MJ, what cool announcements and happenings did uh, we hear about at uh, SAP Sapphire? Yeah, so um, this is a really nice, timely podcast considering uh, May 16th and 17th was SAP's conference in Orlando. Uh, that's, for those of you who don't know, really quickly, um, that's kind of the one time of year SAP kind of brings customers, vendors, and and their people together, do a lot of collaboration, a lot of announcements on new products, new initiatives and directives and all that, you know, a lot of uh, banner waving. So, it was a really good attend, attended event, um, much larger than last year, which I thought was really great. Now that we're kind of getting out of the, the COVID era, we're in the post-COVID, and um, it was back to what I would consider the normal scale, uh, which for those who don't know, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's tens of thousands of people, probably somewhere between twelve and 20,000 people attended. Yeah, it looked well attended Yeah, from my, you know... So as always, um, the the whole thing kicks off with a keynote. Uh, so SAP CEO Christian Klein kind of talked about what SAP is considering their four pillars for this year. Um, that's around cloud solutions. It's around business transformation, cloud ERP, and SAP's business technology platform. Uh, so there was a couple things that that got broken into, um, and they kind of coincided with the marketplace in general with AI and sustainability and, and a lot of that messaging got rolled into it as well. So for example, right, uh, AI is big, it's popular right now. Um, and NSAP kind of rolled out how they're using AI and their tools specifically with HR, um, but it's also in other spots as well of the solution. Um, but, you know, they partnered with Microsoft 365's Copilot for talent acquisition, um, things like using AI to create job postings or once you get a candidate to um, review its resume and create um, interview questions, those types of things. So okay. the nice thing is they actually gave some real world applications to some of the stuff that they announced, which is something they don't always do. Another big thing push was sustainability. So carbon accounting, right? That's kind of becoming a little bit more popular. And, and for those who don't know, carbon accounting is essentially when on the accounting and the finance side, you're able to quantify how much greenhouse gases you're producing throughout your whole supply chain. So like, you know, if you're, I don't know, you're making bread, you know, how much carbon does the tractor who's plowing the field create and, you know, your kilning process and your uh, so transportation. The, and Sorry, they do the whole supply chain of like... In theory, they said they can. Okay. Uh, well, SAP has the platform to track it. Obviously, you need to have the ability to have all that data and input. Sure. Fair enough. Um, I get it. But that's one of those things, you know, with uh, becoming more carbon neutral and all that. Personally, I think it's one of those more pie in the sky type of situations where SAP is providing that as a solution to customers, whether or not we'll see mass adoption in the industry. Sure. Who knows? Got it. Um, but that was a big push. Another big push, too, was the what they call connected industries. Uh, so... For those who have used SAP's transportation management tool before or the Ariba, which is like their vendor management tool, um, they're kind of creating a, a tool set that they call SAP Business Network. It's a combination of a bunch of those to allow you to then connect to all your vendors and suppliers and kind of get better um, insight into the entire supply chain. So they're, they're pushing that a lot more. They're rolling out industry packages, pre-packaged industry solutions for that. So like they've got a CPG package, they've got a, a life sciences package, and supposedly there'll be more packages as it kind of evolves or matures as a solution. 
Yeah, so that that was some of the big announcements. Um, nothing groundbreaking. SAP Rise was also a, a pretty big topic. Yeah, we've talked about that before, haven't we? <laughs> we have, yeah. And I think we're going to continue to talk about it, which is interesting. Two kind of distinct paths I saw SAP kind of pushing with Rise, right? And we did touch on, on both of these before in a previous podcast. Um, there is what I call Rise for existing customers. So organizations that are either running ECC or S4HANA that are trying to figure out their path to Rise. And more often than not, they'll choose a private edition version where they're going to have some customization and some ability to, to kind of dictate what that Rise platform looks like. And then there's also the more clean core Rise version. Uh, and what I mean by that is basically it's it's what SAP calls the public edition. It's their application, which is a pretty clean core. Everyone shares it. It's a multi-tenancy. And really, they're pushing customers to use the other SAP tools that are connected to that to then create their customizations and their their unique business processes and all that in in tools like their business technology platform. So there's kind of two paths that, that Rise is kind of going down. And quite frankly, most of the people I talked to at Sapphire were there for that reason to understand what is Rise, where it's going, where it has evolved to, what are my options, how do I get there? I mean, everything we've talked about previously. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would, I would too, because literally, it's it's from an SAP perspective. It sounds like that's the only long term path that is where they're driving their customers to. So yeah, I mean, if if you're being thinking about the future and where you're going to go, whether it's a year from now or five years from now, you got to you got to know, okay, which path am I going down? And if there sounds like there might be two options, we know, you know, if you're going to take your code and lift and shift it to rise and there's a lot of complexity and, yep. and, and two is oversimplifying too. Yeah. Obviously we know that there is many different, many different paths that branch off to that, but just for simplicity's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So what else, uh, you know, just attending for a few days, what else you see there that, you know, what was kind of the buzz? I mean, Rise obviously yep. continues to be, uh, I think, uh, something SAP is, is you know, pushing out because there's a deadline. Anything else? Yeah, I think overall, from more of the people perspective, I think uh, Rise and the business technology platform were probably the two main topics that SAP customers were there to figure out and, sure. and discover more about. Um, and what I really loved about the event, I always have, but in the last few years, it's been less apparent, is the openness for people to talk and share ideas, specifically from a customer perspective, right? I mean, yes, this is an SAP showcase and, and there's going to be a certain curated message from them, but it was a really good opportunity to listen and hear from other SAP customers about the challenges they're facing, the problems they're solving, the paths they're choosing to go down. Um, and I think that's where the main value of this event is. The customer connection, connecting with other vendors. You know, um, Bob, you and I were, were both down there and and you may have, have seen this as well. But like, you know, we, we were talking with a lot of our current customers as well as, you know, potential new customers. Um, and it's just all about creating connections, right? And aligning like, oh, I know so-and-so did this, um, you know, last year. You should talk to them. Let me make you an introduction, you know? So it's just a really big networking event. What was your take on that? Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I, for me personally, I attend these events for the networking with customers. I'm not obviously on the the side of using the technology, although, you know, I have to understand at a high level. But for me, what I really enjoy is 
seeing different customers, colleagues, you know, in our, in the industry that we know work at other companies. Mm-hmm. What are you hearing about, you know, things on your, on your side, right? You know, it, to me, those connections can certainly pick up the phone and call these people, but when you're walking around and walking the halls and, you know, having a drink or having dinner, um, going to the, the, the events after, you know, the, the day is over and running into folks, to me, that's one of the most valuable aspects of, of attending Sapphire. So I can only imagine if I'm a, if I'm a, a customer or a prospect looking into SAP, you know, it's important to connect with other companies who are using the technology, who've used a particular consulting firm, you know, validate, hey, what do you think of these folks? You know, right. Yeah. And to me, I, I see that as being, you know, from a customer perspective, one of the key, you know, reasons to attend. Yes, you want to get the information from SAP. And we've been to other conferences where you go for that, you know, to get the information from the the whomever is, you know, hosting the conference. But at the end of the day, it's talking to your peers. And I saw the dinner we hosted at STK uh, the Tuesday night of last week. That was, you know, I think to me, the, the, one of the high points is seeing these customers talk to each other. Yeah. Hey, you know, and, and collaborate and, and create connections that'll take them beyond the conference, right? And friendships, hopefully. We've seen that happen too, you know, when we've sponsored our own events and, you know, similar, you know, where you're bringing different companies, different industries together or same industry, right? Oh, you're in the food industry, right? Where you are too. What are you doing about X, Y, and Z, right? To me, that's kind of the the icing on the cake, if you will, of, a, you know, you have to go listen to to these <laughs> right vendors talk about what's what's coming out. You, you know, you got to check that box. But, you know, it's uh, I like the the part where I'm talking to, to colleagues and, you know, customers. And, and I think, like I said, customers enjoy that as well. I think that's a that's a huge reason they attend. Yeah. I mean, SAP is obviously I, I hesitate to call them a software company anymore, but right. It's a product. But more importantly, it's a community. I mean, it's a very large community with a lot of active members, both customers, vendors, whoever. And, and that is absolutely right. Uh, as you said, the, the main draw for, for Sapphire, you know, running into people you haven't seen in a while, making new connections, solving new problems, getting just information from, you know, the source is really great to understand, you know, how you can bring back those new ideas and those new uh, connections back to your organization and, and you know, better what you're doing. The dinner was a prime example. I mean, I think we had some some really, they're all great folks, um, but there was some people that probably may not have gotten an introduction to each other without us. Yes. Um, and that's what I love seeing, you know, kind of bringing different industries, like you said, or, or, or different, you know, types of people together, skill sets, and, and really just kind of watching the conversation evolve. And, you know, the, everyone's wheels are turning and, you know, you could see like people exchanging numbers afterwards to keep in contact. It was great. Yeah. And, th- and there's, there's a credibility factor too, I think, if you're there, right? If you're a partner and you're there and customer prospects and, you know, people see you there, you know, you're more real in a sense, right? And I think the same goes for customers when they see that, you know, American Digital has attended Sapphire, you know, there's credibility that is given to you because you attend. And and if you hear about, you know, somebody's experience at Sapphire and you're, say, a new new customer to SAP mm-hmm. or to us, and you hear about our customers or SAP's customers' experience, it's it's at a different level of credibility when you're at a conference like that, as opposed to saying, hey, let me give you the person's number and they can tell you all about us, right? There's not 
the effort of going, I think, is is part of it, right? And it, and it aids to the credibility of the story that's being, you know, told. Whether yeah, your yeah. experience and that's being told, I should say. Exactly, and and obviously, part of our job is is to keep a pulse on what SAP is doing, right? I yeah. mean, we're we're seen as kind of the subject matter expertise that the people kind of in in the room helping guide conversations. And if we're not there and we're not making sure that we're up to date on what SAP is doing and what other um, organizations are doing, you know, it, it doesn't help our organization either. So, you know, just being close to, to where the action is, is what it's all about. Yeah. And that's the only way we can remain thought leaders. I agreed. And, and, you know, and that's why you got to, you have to attend these, uh, these conferences, I think, you know, for the, for those reasons and the other ones we've talked about. So any other Final thoughts on on the conference, uh, you know, next year, I mean, ASUG, any of those things that, you know, you know, I've seen the ASUG, I think you and I talked about this, ASUG mm-hmm. has kind of picked up in terms of their trying to promote the the events again, again, post COVID, I think, you know, there's, there's a push to get those for those regional conferences going in, user group. Yeah, that, that's a really great point. So, um, for those of you who, who didn't know, years and years ago, there used to be a separate conference called um, the, a- the ASUG event. And I don't know, maybe about a decade ago, SAP and ASUG kind of combined it to be one conference. Um, and and ASUG was at Sapphire. They were a, a presence there. They're a very important part of the community, right? It's, it's where I would start if I was a new customer into the SAP space, because that is the end customer's user group. Um, but to your point... I have seen a lot more willingness from all parties to get out, meet people, network and stuff. So absolutely, ASUG, especially this summer, has a lot on their docket. I think there's a lot of great events in person um, that are happening, chapter meetings, um, industry solution meetings, all of that is coming up. I know I actually saw an email this morning from ASUG. There's, I don't know, maybe two dozen events in the next couple months coming up. So that's a great one to, to, to check out. SAP has something they call Tech Ed, which is a little bit more on the technical side of things um, that happened in the fall, as well as SAP Insiders, another great organization that puts on a couple events too. So I guess my kind of closing thought is if you're within the SAP space, get out there connect, meet with people, go to these events, you're going to gain a lot of information. And that information isn't necessarily coming from a formal presentation. Um, it's coming from just the the sidebar conversations you're having with people and the connections you're making. Um, and it's just an invaluable resource. I couldn't agree more. That's yeah, To me, that is the reason to attend is the, the, the more informal meetings and conversations, you know, if you're, if you're using the software, um, and, you know, you have some some technical needs or, you know, business needs that you're, you're going out to learn about. There's going to be presentations, hopefully, that hit on those. But it's those sidebar conversations where I think you can gain more real world insight as opposed to what the vendor wants you to kind of think yeah. and, you know, and, and do. D- to me, that that is the reason to attend in person. Yeah. Well, why not just, you know, get on a hour long PowerPoint presentation, right? And just get the slide where, no, it's, it's talking to somebody yeah. who's used it, who's gone through a migration or whatever, whatever the scenario. I think, you know, getting those... Um, those real world experiences by by from somebody who's who's attending the conference uh, and some of the sidebars is to me the kind of the main reason to actually get on an airplane make the effort to go for two or three days right yeah and leverage the community right the community's big it's there yeah uh, so it's not just about having the conversation but then pulling the information out of that conversation hitting that person up afterwards to involve them um, you know having them 
point you in the right direction, um, you know, finding the right vendor, whatever it is. So yeah, yeah. leverage that community. Agreed. And, and, you know, from just from our dinner alone, we have, you know, many follow-up conversations that we're going to have, you know, we invited some new prospect customers there and they were, I think they, you know, got excited about who American Digital is. And it's, you know, again, one of the reasons we host these events so people can learn about us, right? And and to get those follow-on meetings is, is key for, for a company that's trying to, you know, grow and, you know, build their sales and build their, their name in the community. So again, why, why we attend, you know? <laughs> so, well, thank you, MJ. appreciate the time today. And with that, that ends episode seven of the American Digital IT Unfiltered podcast. Please check us out on social media. Click the like button uh, that is at the bottom of the screen. And, uh, you know, we hope to, to get you to listen to a future podcast uh, when you uh, listen in the future. Thank you.